A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. It's not quite the Saturday you had last weekend. No. 60-some degrees. It's hard to live up to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were really excited for that 60-degree day, and then on Monday when you came back in and there was snow everywhere. It's just so depressing. Yeah, you were not fun to work with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you brought the winter chill straight into our little room. Yeah. Not pleased got with the weather icy. change. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got all kinds of stuff planned for the show today. We're going to be in the studio with Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design talking about color trends or uh, even bigger than that, design trends for 2022. Exactly. And basically what we can expect to see, we're going to get Andy's take on that. Uh, I don't know if you remember Andy from previous interviews. He is a lot of fun. And he's always incredibly well-spoken. Yes, very knowledgeable. Yeah, makes me feel way dumber (laughs) (laughs) after he's said stuff, because I'm never able to say it as cleanly as he does. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's going to be good. But before we get into what I want to talk about right first, I want to tell you about something that happened to me that was really eye-opening. Humbling is the wrong word. It was just... What do you call it when it I don't like, know. levels you, you and about? destroys you as a person? <laughs> oh That's what happened to me. No, I, I had to bring uh, my son Andrew to uh, a physical. You know, he's going to mm. play sports in the spring is the plan. And so he's got to get a physical and do all of that stuff. So yes. we bring him there. And I'm very uncomfortable, you know, about the whole process. Well, because, doctor's offices are not fun well, to begin and with. And a physical. I know what's involved. I had that once. In my whole life, I went. Didn't you I, play baseball? What? No, I didn't because oh. of this. <laughs> I didn't want to do the physical thing. And I had to go and I found a doctor that I had no idea who he was. Yeah. You know, I just didn't want to see this man ever again. And I went, he did his thing, the whole business. And I leave. And that following Sunday, I'm standing in church and lo and behold, a new family sits right in front of me. It's my doctor from oh the other my day. Gosh, that's hey, awesome. I remember you. That's awesome. Anyway, so that that's my experience with physicals, and I didn't want to go back, and I didn't want to be a part of this one, but Andrew dragged me in, and I brought him. Anyway, so we get him in there, and they do all the initial stuff. They take his, you know, check his eyes. They do all these things. They yeah. weigh him, and then they're going to measure him for height. Now, Andrew is the tall one of my family. Yes. And I know that that's a really relative term. Tall in my family. It's all relative. (laughs) Right. Tall is not a thing we do. But Andrew is the tallest, and he is significantly taller than me. I mean, I don't know how many inches more, but I feel like a tiny little person when I'm around him. Two or three. Okay. Two or four. Okay. Four inches. Let's. I always thought four. Yeah. Okay. I'm a robust 5'7. You know, a very good average, a solid average. Six foot. Well, that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. Until they <laughs> measure him. And I am very eager. And the lady writes down, oh, five seven. Wait a minute. I said, do that again. Because <laughs> he's he's six foot if he's an inch. And she said, he's five seven. Oh my goodness, Haley. I don't know if I'm over five foot. <laughs> I could not get my brain on anything else that whole day. No way, because I'm five six, five five. You're basically just five foot two. I don't know. 
None of us are. Either they're really no wrong. Way. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going to tell He's myself. He's taller than me, and I know my height. Okay. Well, good. Because I have spent a week thinking that I'm about five foot if I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm spending more time at the door of stores where they've got that height thing printed. You know, like at the. Can I go rest- to an amusement park now? <laughs> Could somebody just take a picture? Am I old enough or tall enough to ride? <laughs> They've got that little stick that they yeah. measure you with. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm going to bank on that he's... I think they were wrong. Okay. Yeah. They're wrong. Let's move on to important things. We have got a giveaway. Can we say that now? We can say that now. Sure, yeah. We're going to have a giveaway. We're giving away a Bluetooth speaker, a nice one. Yeah, it's a JBL5. I have one at home, and my husband is in the audiovisual world, and this is the one that he picked out for us. I really like it a lot, so it has a great recommendation. All right, so we're going to be giving that away at the end of the show. We'll have more info as we progress. But right now, let's drill into this whole Bluetooth thing. Yeah, like because this... Okay. Right? <laughs> Do you get that? Yeah. I'm like whipping jokes out and I'm not even realizing it. That was Making pretty smart. Strange references. <laughs> yeah, but where does this whole Bluetooth thing come from? You know, it's something we use on a regular basis. These speakers, earbuds, the mouse, the keyboard. You know, my phone connects to the truck via Bluetooth. Yeah, it's probably how in. some people are listening to the show right now. Exactly. We use it all the time. But do we ever think about where the name comes from? Even where that logo, the logo is really interesting. Yeah, you get really hung up on this logo because it's got those sharp edges. Yeah. And you mentioned like all the other logos on our computer screens are always these like curvy logos, kind of cartoony looking. Yeah. And this one's so sharp and it's a line strange. drawing. And I didn't know where it came from. Yeah. And honestly, once I found out where it came from, I am like really stoked because we are going to deliver some information in the next three minutes that's going to make you a hit at whatever parties you go to or whatever family events you attend this weekend. Because you have the inside scoop on Bluetooth. On Bluetooth. (laughs) And this is a fun story. And you can take it to the bank because we researched this six ways from Sunday. We know we're right. Huh? Take it to the dentist. Or take it to the dentist, <laughs> wherever you're going. So Bluetooth, where does it come from? Well, it turns out that this term actually goes all the way back to the years between 940 and 986 in Denmark. See, there was a king back then, King Harold I. He was son of Gorm the Old, which I think is a great name. <laughs> the Old? Yeah, Gorm the Old. Okay. I wonder when you become Gorm the Old. Exactly. Was he Gorm born that way? <laughs> He was married to Thyra. She was probably equally old. But the bigger point is that King Harold was well known for a number of different things. But most notably, he was ultimately the one who united all of Scandinavia under one ruler. That's Mm -hmm. really cool. And he was the one who converted the Danes to Christianity. I mean, he did a lot. A couple of really big things. So lots of stuff that we could talk about. But really, we're going to move past those accomplishments and talk about his nickname. Because that's the important stuff. Yes. He had a nickname. It was Blatten. In Old Norse. I have no idea how you speak in Old Norse. (laughs) Or Blatond in Danish. (laughs) Likewise, I'm not really sure I'm the Danish. But in English, I know that one. It meant Bluetooth. Now, of course, this whole thing raises a number of questions. How did he get the Bluetooth name? Exactly. turns out Vikings had a lot of very, very descriptive nicknames. And you should Google Viking nicknames because it's very funny. Yeah, I didn't believe you when you started riddling these off, I couldn't believe that they had called someone that was a woman 
Thordis the Big. Thordis the Big? That was her nickname. <laughs> I know. Woman. <laughs> I know. I'd be afraid to call her that. Or Thurid, another woman's name, Thurid Sound Filler. Very flattering for everybody. But anyway, our king was Harold Bluetooth, and history suggests a couple of reasons for this. One is that he had a conspicuous rotting tooth. Something right in the front of his face. Yeah, kind of bluish. Yeah, He's got that, that weird color. Looked like a beetle in his face, in his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and so they called him, ah, Harold Bluetooth. Another story that I really like is that he really liked blueberries. I mean, maybe he just drank too much wine, though. No, no. It's nothing to do with wine. Or if you want to think that, That maybe. is my theory. Okay, you That's think that. Theory. I don't know why it affected just one tooth. I like to think it was Blue the blueberries okay, yeah. and that perhaps he had a little skin stuck one day and just kept going and they were all laughing about it. No, I think this is a yeah, drawing it's a me from story. personal experience. Yeah, I did that once <laughs> and it lasted way too long and I found out when I got home that I had this big old blueberry skin on my front tooth. But that's a story for another day. Harold Bluetooth, maybe that's what happened to him, maybe not, but that is the beginning of this story that's going to give us the reasons behind why Bluetooth is named what it's named. And we're going to get to all of that actually at the end of the show. Yeah, you got to hang out with us. Got to hang out with us. We're going to tell you all the rest of that story and we're going to give away that speaker, tell you how you can win that. But right now, we're going to take a break and when we come back, we'll be in the studio with Andy Yates talking about design trends for 2022. That's all just ahead. Stick around. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and we're in the studio, Haley and I are, with Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design. Andy, thanks for being here. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me back. Now, you've been on the show. Yeah, you referenced that. Having you back, it seems like it's been ages, and I guess it has been ages. It's well, been like a couple years. years. We had that doggone pandemic. <laughs> That nobody ran by me to see if this was okay to do, not Yeah, that would have been nice, huh? It would have been nice to yeah. have veto power on that, but <laughs> I didn't. And so, yeah, you were here a number of years back. We had some great conversations. We finally are able to connect again, and we've got a bunch of stuff we want to talk about, mainly focusing on design trends for 2022. But before we get into that, why don't you reintroduce yourself to the listeners? You know, it's been a while. You're Andy Yates Design... What do you do? Who do you help? Just talk about your firm a little bit. Sure. Um, my firm, as you said, is Andy Yates Design. I am, as a design professional, entering my um, 15th year in this industry, which is it's difficult your to mind say a little bit. out loud, right? <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the precipice of 40, and <laughs> I've been doing this for 15 years. Well, I have good news for you. You're on the precipice of 40? I am. Haley, when did you decide? You Googled to find out when it's when we're over the hill, when we're men? Uh, 40, I think. Oh, look at that. Yeah. You're almost there. <laughs> I'm way ahead of you. I'm almost the one there. rolling way down the hill in front of you. I'm excited about it. Well, I feel as though I'm more confident in myself as a professional and yeah. really a human I feel like age brings with it wisdom, yeah. which is so valuable to me yes. because I'm very intellectually driven in my design pursuits and in my personal pursuits. So as I age and make more mistakes and learn from them, I feel as though I'm making a lot less mistakes and I'm doing so much better for my clients who are commercial um, clients, commercial showrooms, 
businesses, hospitality interiors. I also work, of course, with independent homeowners and um, developers, so doing multi-family residential developments and similar. Awesome. So kind of have my hands in a lot of pies, uh, which is great because I think like most designers, I love diversity in my creative mm-hmm. pursuits and I need things to be different yeah. in order to feel Keeps motivated. Keeps the ideas moving. <laughs> it's why I do what I do. Honestly, if I had to design the same interior pretty consistently every day, I would be miserable. Yeah, it would be hard. I have friends and colleagues who do that work and, you know, bless they, them, I think they enjoy it. And, okay, that's what I was going to ask. Um, they enjoy it? Yeah, but it's it's really not my forte. No, I, I for me too. I, I like the fact that our job mm-hmm. is so varied and I think that does keep us a little more creative because we're right. constantly having to solve a new problem exactly. or something like that. So that is kind of fun. So you help everybody from all different walks of life, commercial, residential, all of that, 15 years experience, not over the hill, not even remotely. I can say that from, you know, because I'm standing here over way the over the hill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. What we wanted to get to on this particular segment are interior design trends for 2022. And I know a lot of these conversations in the design world start way back in, you know, last year. You know, October sometimes some places are starting and we're looking at what what's gonna happen. Correct. Into the crystal ball. Andy, what's your crystal ball saying? You know, I know we're a little bit later, but I think this is still good timing. You agree? In I fact, do. The reason I say it's good timing is because you already told me that it was good timing. <laughs> I did. It's a it's an excellent time of year as we begin to thaw in the spring and everyone is coming out of the chaotic holiday season and out of winter mm-hmm. madness, if you will. Um you know, we've all finished hibernating and we decide we want to engage with the exterior world a little more, but also start to plan for, I think, the spring, the summer, just really a rejuvenation of life. And that's when we see a significant increase in the um, requests for design services. Yeah, that makes sense. So I have a lot more inquiries starting after the holidays. I think the kids get back in school, things slow down again. And what we're seeing for 2022 is really a continuation of what we've seen since the pandemic. So um, 2020, everyone was forced to retreat to their homes and there hasn't really been a major shift back to what we call quote unquote normal living since. Mm-hmm. So homes are still the multifunctional, hardworking spaces that they need to be. They're schools, they're gyms, they're where we live, Offices. work, yeah. eat, play, um, fight. Yeah. And a lot of <laughs> entertainment and a lot of our entertainment <laughs> venues and spaces um, have shut down. So many people are still uncomfortable being in large crowds or in public. So the retreat into our residences has really spurred what's been happening in design trends for the last two years. So how does that play out? What does that literally mean? Quite literally, it means that from a construction design and architecture standpoint, we're seeing homes that are more segregated. We're seeing a return to walls and doors partitioned spaces so that people can have privacy and independence within the home. And instead of having open plan, large kind of cavernous spaces that need to serve multiple purposes, Mm -hmm. we're going back to more singular or two purpose 
rooms within a home. So are we talking, you know, let's say I've got an open floor plan. Are, are you talking about new construction is going in that direction? I'm sure that's part of it. Yes. What about people who have an open floor plan now? Is that where you're talking about partitions? We're literally doing that? Or are we just living with what we've got? Uh, I think it's probably 50-50, Dan. I see many clients who live in homes that have a large amount of volume. We're talking those soaring two-story great rooms that combine the kitchen, the breakfast room, the dining room, the family room. There was a large trend for decades toward that, and I still see builders Mm -hmm. building it. However, what we see, if that's your current residence, are people trying to carve up those spaces a little bit, not necessarily with actual construction. Sure, but defining them. Defining them in a way that makes them feel more separate. Maybe moving the TV out of the great room and into the den, Mm -hmm. where I personally believe it belongs. (laughs) All right. Never (laughs) above a fireplace, ever. Um, But creating a space for entertainment that's separate from where people need quiet, concentrated work, Um, homework rooms, carving out, you know, finished rooms over garages, maybe even finishing attics. So there is an element of construction in some of this. Otherwise, it's trying to find clever ways to utilize that open plan to make it feel, as I said, is the, the kind of buzzword for 2022 design that we're carrying over. It's cozy, comfortable, intimate. People want their home to feel not only reflective of their specific experience, right. but also layered and warm and intimate. All right. That is all interesting. I don't like, I never liked open floor open plans. Concepts, yeah. All of that. I like little spaces. So when I'm at home, you'll find me sitting in little tiny rooms. Where's dad? Who knows? In a little tiny space somewhere. Because that's where I feel comfortable. I like Tucked it. away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are psychological problems associated with that. No, but, I think it's very oh, look at- natural. Um so we did, as ancient humans live in caves, before we could create our own shelter, natural caves and cliffs, and that was our shelter. Right. I am right. like primal man. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes sense to sort of reflexively enjoy those kind of dark, cozy, intimate spaces. They feel safe. It does. Yes. So it's not strange that I spend so much time laying on the floor behind the couch. That's normal. (laughs) Normal. Anyway, we're going to have to take a break. I want to get to color trends. You know, we just talked about all of those trends that you're seeing with the spaces and what we're looking for. I want to see how that plays out in color. But, Andy, we don't have time right now. Can you wait with us over the break? Sure. All right. We will be back in the studio with Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design in just a minute to talk about color trends for 2022. That's just ahead. Stick around. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back in the studio with Andy Yates from Andy Yates Design. Andy, thanks for hanging with us over the break. Absolutely. Yeah, we ended the last segment talking about some design trends, and we were talking about 
what you're seeing, how a lot of homes, especially new construction, is going away from this bigger open concept, or at least some of that is happening. What do you see coming color-wise? We, we talked about the buzzwords are cozy, comfortable, things like that. That's playing out into color, too, I'm sure. Right. So from an aesthetic perspective, what we're seeing in 2022, which bleeds into both color and style, is a return to an organic, biophilic, very natural-inspired palette. A biophilic. Biophilic. Yes. So biophilic is a term that refers to, in a literal sense, the love of nature, Where we see that integrated into design is bringing nature indoors and really utilizing it as a design element. Totally. That continues to be huge. Um, It's really an extension of having been locked in our homes Mm -hmm. for so long. We've seen the expanse of the footprint of every home out into the exterior. So patios, hardscapes, landscapes, decks, all of that became extra living and working and playing space. Right. So we've really seen a meld of a natural, earthy aesthetic and an interior um, come in with colors and also details. So a lot of organic shapes in furniture, really cozy, comfy textures, natural materials. Um, Animal hides are making a huge comeback and they've been on an upward trajectory for a while. Now we what see what kind of animal hides, like cow hides? leather, okay, and real leather. It it trended toward faux for a very long time. Now what we're seeing is a return to real hides. Good. There's Possum. nothing better than like a really soft, supple leather. Like it's right. just so luxurious. Yes. Is, is possum big? Um, so it it's easier to use hides from larger animals okay. you in furniture and together. So, like, if we run over a family of possums, <laughs> we could stitch that together. I suppose possum hair, I think, is coarse and fine. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. I feel I as though most people would rather wear, you know. Like a raccoon. If it's a rodent, maybe beaver pelts were huge. Okay, for a that's long true. Time. That's, yeah, that's we almost fair. made them a extinct. raccoon hat. That was right. was that Daniel Boone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. You know, everybody's got their own opinions, and I think it's important to uh, chase down what you love, no matter what the trends are. So yeah, if possible, so, you. Well, but, it's just uh, so readily available, Haley. Okay, you know, I like to make the most of it. Yeah. So animal heights. That is strange, though, because you, Haley, I'm pointing at you with my. My finger of blame. <laughs> you were making fun of me for, I remember I had that zebra. It wasn't a real zebra hide, Andy. It was just a faux one, but it was on that wallpaper design, and you thought that was ridiculous. Yeah, okay, I'm well, still right still, there. Clearly, it wasn't possum, so it's better than, than that. So we're seeing that. What about colors? You, you mentioned the natural tone, so I'm assuming greens. Benjamin Moore's color of the year is a green Yeah, October mist. Tone. Yes, that is correct. A lot of the colors that were forecasted to be colors of the year for 2022 come from that very natural palette. There are a few greens one being October Mist. Um, There are also, you see in color trends, the hint of a movement from blacks and grays and stark whites. So we're moving away from that. Absolutely. Haley, does that please you? I still like black a lot, but warmer blacks... Not, Espresso yeah. is the key. Okay, so like a black with a little bit of a brown mm-hmm. undertone is what coffee, we're Coffee, I, I would say colors of coffee, 
really warm, rich blacks, quote unquote, but that are really browns. But white is... Benjamin Moore has one that I absolutely love. It's from the Affinity deck called Silhouette. Silhouette is a go-to for me because it is a really rich, deep brown tone that has worked in literally every interior in which I've ever used it. Yes. But those that one. Yeah. It is so good. it's a return to warm whites, creams, parchment, ivories, bone. We're really, really moving away from any type of gray. It's hard to make gray warm, even when they are. They can mm-hmm. feel sterile and cold. And people don't want that anymore. It's a trend that I'm happy to see die with 2021. <laughs> uh, white, stark interiors. Minimalism is gone. Now it's all about layering. Maximalism has become a, a buzzword in hmm. the zeitgeist for a few years, but we're seeing designers like Madcap Cottage and you know Jonathan Adler. They've been practicing this idea for years. More is more. Layer textures with patterns. Um, you know, pops of color, bold accents here and there, and what we're seeing for 2022 are jewel tones still sort of rising to the top. Lots so of blushes, colors. roses, golds, olives, browns, umbers. I think people get afraid of darker paint colors sometimes, though. Like they have the idea that it's going to make a space feel smaller and like it's too dark, it's too dramatic, maybe. I love. I don't. I think it's more cozy, and I think that works in with that buzzword that you talked about earlier. Yeah, that's correct. And light colors reflect light. They sure. have what's called in paint, you know, the LRV, the light reflective yeah. value. The higher that number, the closer to one hundred, the more light that that color reflects. Sure. So when a surface reflects light, it actually appears closer to you. Mm-hmm. So light walls don't recede as dark colors do. They absorb light like a shadow, so they recede. So dark ceilings and dark walls actually feel larger than light colors because they're not reflecting light back at you. And we see a lot more of that enter into um, not only the interior design world, but also we see it in furnishings. We're Mm. really going back to deep, rich, brown tones away from black or white furniture. Um, There's also a sense of the 70s sort of imbuing this aesthetic a little bit. So I always say that design trends are cyclical. And what we're seeing right now is kind of on the same timetable as what we've seen in the past. So it's about a 40-year cycle, (laughs) which you can consider to be roughly the time. It's not a generation, so to speak, but it kind of is. So In the 80s, if we go back 40 years ago, there was a huge resurgence in the interest of art deco, cubism, art moderne from the 1920s and 30s, but really specifically in the 40s, like Jean-Michel Franck and the cubism. So then in the 90s, it kind of shifted into some weird contemporary aesthetic that didn't make sense. But <laughs> it, it, what you saw in trends are really this resurgence of mid-century modernism, yeah. more from the 50s into the 60s. And that had a great run for the last 20 years. Yeah. Now what we see, especially driven by the, I would say, younger millennial into a Gen Z buyer, 
is a huge influence of the 70s, except not orange shag with brown walls and like bright green upholstery. But so like that's, that's not edges. cool. It's not, I mean, it's cool if you like it. I'm a, right. you know, I'm a proponent right. of if you love it and can live with it, then yeah, it's perfect it for you. Yeah. I mean, trends are complete BS. We all know that. I'm telling you what trend forecasters have right. said is popular, quote unquote, all air quotes, 2022. So in my research, you know, I read several top 10 and 15 lists for 2022 when they came out right in January. They all were reiterating the same concepts. And when I tell you the large takeaways, cozy, comfy, textures, neutrals, warm tones, biophilic design, yeah. curvy shapes, organic shapes, a return to traditional details in both like furniture and architecture. That's where designers are headed and architects. But I tell you, they tend to lead those trends because we become very bored <laughs> with uh, aesthetics yeah. rather quickly. So when something becomes really extremely popular and kind of trickles down to the mainstream, you right. see a lot of influential designers, architects, you know, whoever they are, shifting gears just to do something different to be interesting and original. And I yeah. love that as a designer. But also, if you like it and you can live with it, it's your home. It's your investment. That's right. what I'm there to distill for you. I think it's important to try to aggregate what you love and have a professional then help you edit, right? We always say it's right. so much more difficult to create than edit. So you can create by throwing everything at the wall, everything you love in a folder or a lookbook or a Pinterest board or saving it on house. Mm -hmm. I, I often come to clients who have that massive portfolio of interest and then decision paralysis because right. it's so difficult to edit that down into a cohesive aesthetic in a home. And I think if we are struggling, and we do, I, you know, it's everything you said is so true. We, we we collect all these images of things we like, and we see that at the paint racks all the time. People will look at the thousands of colors yeah, when they're and coming they in cold, paralyzed. for example, yeah. in that instance. They're paralyzed. They just, how do you even begin? That's where it's so important. If you are stuck and you are jumping into a big project and you want some help, to seek out an interior designer, somebody who can walk you through some of these things. Andy, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, how do they best do that? How do they best find out about what you do, see some of your work? I'm sure it's a website. I just it don't is. know what it is, otherwise I would have said it. <laughs> it's a challenge to remember. It's andyatesdesign.com on the internet, also on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at, at andyatesdesign. And if anyone wants to uh, reach out to me through any of those platforms, I'm happy to help. Perfect. All right. We'll put links in the show notes. Andy Yates, thanks for hanging with us today. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Haley. It's been great. Now, all right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get back to our Herald Bluetooth story, mm -hmm. tell you the origins of the name, the origins of the logo, and more importantly, how you can win a really nice Bluetooth speaker from the Repcolite Home Improvement Show. That's all just ahead. Stick around. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. 
And we're back. And Haley, let's get back to our topic that we started at the beginning of the show. We started talking about Bluetooth. Yeah, we've made you all hang out with us and yeah. listen to the 2022 design trends. And we're well, that was a coming treat, full honestly. Yes, listening to it Andy was. talk about stuff is always entertaining. But yeah, we started talking about Bluetooth and the origins of that. It's it's technology that we use all the time. And I don't know how many of us think about where it comes from and where the logo comes from, where the name comes from and all of that. And yes, I'm remembering that by the end of the show, end of this segment, we're going to tell you how you can win a Bluetooth speaker. We've got a $100 or so Bluetooth speaker that Haley picked out. Yep, it's a JBL Flip 5. Yeah, and we'll be giving that away or at least telling you how you can get entered to win that. We'll exactly. give it away next week on the show. Now, all right, let's get back to Bluetooth, where it came from. We went through the first part, which was the the old history. And just to recap, for those who didn't didn't hear that, it actually goes back to a king, a Danish king from the 940s-ish time yeah, period. It's a very old story. King Harold Bluetooth. We're not exactly sure why he was named Bluetooth. They think maybe he had a rotting tooth. Or he ate too many blueberries. Ate too many blueberries. Or Who had knows? a skin stuck on his tooth like Dan. Yeah, maybe he had blueberry <laughs> skin stuck on his tooth for a long time at a big party and everybody laughed about it for a long time. Didn't tell him until he was home. Word got around <laughs> and yeah, everybody was embarrassed and now he's Harold Bluetooth. Anyway, the other big thing, I guess the more important thing that Harold did, is that he is known for uniting all of Scandinavia under one ruler, right? and he brought Christianity to the Danes. So those are the things that Harold Bluetooth did. Now, that's the past history. Now let's get to the more recent history right? and how this technology actually adopted his name. Because it was... Three companies that were working on the Bluetooth technology in the 1990s, they were trying to figure out a way to make things talk to each other seamlessly, mm-hmm. right? Right. Wirelessly. And it was Intel, Ericsson, and Nokia, and later IBM, but they were working to develop this wireless technology, and they needed to come up with names for it. Right. They had working names, but none of them were any good. They had names like Business RF or MC Links. Ugh. So on, things yeah. like that. Anyway, at one point, one of the engineers from Ericsson read a book about our good King Harold Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. And over drinks, the story goes, he suggested that since Harold had united Denmark and Christianized the Danes, his name would make a perfect code name, just a code name for that program as they were working it through. Yeah, so it became like the nickname for the project. Right. He even came <laughs> up with a little PowerPoint that he put together that you can find online. And his little slogan was this, Harold united Denmark and Norway. And Harold thinks that mobile PCs and cellular phones should seamlessly communicate. I like that. I think that's really fun. Anyway, so they start with Bluetooth as a code name, but the group still wants a better final name before they take it to the public. Yeah, they go with the name PAN for Personal Area Networking. Which still blows. PAN. PAN? Pan? Yep. No. Thankfully, PAN had search engine problems. When you Google it, it turns up thousands and thousands (laughs) of results for the word. They realized they had issues there, so they scrapped PAN, and they fell back on Bluetooth. Again, it was still temporary at that point, but when they brought it to some testing markets, yeah, the markets loved it. They thought it was great, and it stuck. So that's where Bluetooth came from. They did reference King Harold, and for what, what he did is part of the reason for the name. But now let's get to that logo, because again, at the first segment, yeah, I talked about the connected. very strange logo, you know, the sharp, crisp lines. It's always stood out to me. You know, I do a lot of computer stuff, and that logo always just... 
it seems like it's the one that doesn't fit right. with everybody else. It's all sharp lines. Where did that come? Turns out that comes from King Harold as well. It's really interesting because his initials, one of them looks like an X with a line through the center. And then the other one is like the B that's got the sharp points to it. Right. And when you overlay the two of them in what's known as a bind rune, you get that logo. Yeah. So it's actually, I mean, this is historically accurate as a logo. Bluetooth. very, very interesting. So now you can regale your friends with that story. You still have friends when you're done with that, right? (laughs) We well, still have listeners, you'll right? You'll probably have more friends maybe if you, you win the radio. Well, yeah, maybe you'll have to give away the radio to make them listen to you, but it's still a fun story. So go out, take it to the people. Now, let's talk about that Bluetooth speaker yes. and how you can win it. We've already mentioned it's called what? The JBL, JBL Flip 5? Flip 5. It's got a 12-hour battery life. It's waterproof. It's Haley approved. I really like it a lot. Yeah, you have one at home, mm-hmm. right? Nice sound. It's yeah. not huge. No. Yeah, it's pretty compact, um, but great sound. Really impressive, actually. And yeah, we're going to give one away. It's over $100, so this is a great speaker to win. All right. So how do they win? Here's the deal. What we're looking for, No, no normally we would just have you email us, and we take the first whatever people. We want a little different this time. We're looking for questions. You know, we want to know what you want to have answered on the show. You're the listeners. You're a part of the show. Yeah, tell us what you want. We wish we had phone calls going on a more regular basis, but it's just not something we can pull off. So we're trying to think of the best way to do that, or the the second best way to do that. I already told you the best way. (laughs) It's just we don't know how to do that. Actually do it. (laughs) Right. So we're looking for questions. And so you can email your questions to radio at repcolite.com and just send that in. You've got from now until Friday next week. Right, because we're announcing the winner next week's show. Right, so Friday the 18th, you can send your questions to radio at repcolite.com or you can go to Repcolite's Facebook page and you'll find a post right at the top that mentions this contest and the prize and you can post your question there, right there in the comments. Or, and this is really cool, you could click a link on our Facebook post. Or on our homepage at repcolite.com. Yep. Right on the banner, we'll have a link that explains all of this. Click that link. It's going to take you to a page. All you have to do is hit the little record button on the screen and record your question so that we can play it on air and answer it for the other listeners. It sounds really, really complex, maybe. If you're on a smartphone, if you're on a, sp- a computer with speakers and all of that, it's super simple. Like Haley said, you just click the link. It brings you to this page. It's very self-explanatory. All you do is click the record button, speak into your phone. When you're done, hit stop. You can hit play and listen to yourself. And then you just hit send. And I think it'll ask for your email. And that's what we need in order to select a winner and get in contact with you. But it will give us an audio of your question. And who knows? Maybe we'll play it on the show. What we're going to do is take all of the questions that we get, whether they come in via email at radio at repcolite.com or on our Facebook page. And we're going to answer all of those. Yes. But we're also going to take them and the questions that we get on our little recording device, shuffle them all together. And we're going to pick one random winner, and we'll announce that winner on the show next week. And that winner is going to get that Bluetooth speaker that we talked about. Exactly. If it seems complex, it's not. Just go to repcolite.com, and you can get more info there. Head to our Facebook page, 
And Haley, I think that's covered pretty much everything, right? We're gonna wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. If you want to find this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. Whatever you do today, make sure asking questions about paint is part of it. <laughs> do that at repcolite.com. Or if you want to head to our stores, we're all open until 3 o'clock this afternoon waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.